In this week's Lechtechachrai, we discussed whispers from within. The altar from Kelm brings a marshal of a woodchopper that was tirelessly chopping away wood in the forest. Focused and immersed on his work, he suddenly realized that the darkness grew thick and he was stuck in the midst of this never-ending forest, humongous trees, and he started hearing the growling stomachs of lions and all the beasts that were around him and he thought he was finished and it started to rain and pour and thunder and he thought he was going to die he thought that there was no hope and suddenly there was a bolt of lightning that lit up the entire sky and from that moment where he thought everything was over that moment specifically was the moment where everything became clear there was a ray of light there was a moment of clarity and with that he was able to run out of the forest and save his life and the Alta from Kelm says that we too so many times feel despondent lost in despair and we have to look out for those seconds those moments of light of hope those rays of the Nechama, the better times at the end of the tunnel. And Hashem sends them, and sometimes they may come at wit's end, where we feel like we can handle no more, but they come eventually, at some point, and we have to look out for those and become mechuzik, come strengthened, and become better from them. There's a famous Mishnah in Pirkei Ovis. Amar Vishor ben Levi, B'chol yoyim v'yoyim b'askal yitzis merachoyev u'machrezis v'yimeres o'ylohem l'biris me'albanish l'tayra. This is a very famous Chazal where Rabbi Shua ben Levi tells us that there's a baskal that goes out from Hachoyev every day saying, Woe unto mankind for their laxity towards the Tayra. And he cries for how we're misrashal, how we lack, how we're not living up to our potential in learning Tayra. And the question is, here too there's a baskal, there's a hidden voice, there's seemingly a ray of light a silent sound that's screaming out from Achariv but asks the Baal Shem Tov, what help is there for the, ba- for the Baskal if we can't hear it we're not near Achariv we're wherever we may be in Muncie, Lakewood, Chicago, Toronto even by the Kaisal but seemingly we're not hearing that Baskal at Achariv so why does Hashem send it and obviously Hashem doesn't do it for naught so what's the purpose of it so the Baal explains that that Baskal flickers, it reverberates within the Nishamas of each and every Yid. And it's our job to tap into, to be Mechuzek, to draw inspiration from that Baskal and realize when we hear that little voice inside telling us, you can do better, you can do more. You have greater potential. You shouldn't be wasting so much time. You, you can become greater. You can become better. You have more yichelis. You have more. You have more to do, more to accomplish. That's the baskal from Hachiriv, and it's our job to tap into it and to grow from it. The Sefer Mishcha Shemen tells us that in this week's parasha we find the same idea as well. The Shvatim wanted to kill Yosef, 
They said, Here comes a dreamer. Let's kill him. We'll throw him into one of the pits and we'll tell Yaakov, Tarf, Tarf Yasef, that a wild beast came and devoured him. But Reuven protested and he said, None at all. Let us not take his life. Let's throw him into one of the pits. But we mustn't kill him. And the flaw in his safer Panam Yafis asks the obvious question. Why was it specifically Reuven from all of the Shvatim that had this epiphany, that had this insight, that had this protest, he felt so strongly about saving Yosef? What was it that he felt, that he was inspired in on Yosef's behalf? So the Balafla brings down the famously quoted story. It's brought down in Tainus Chafalif. That Ilfa and Yerichanon, they were Chavusas, and they became pressed for money. And they said, let's go talk, let's handle some business. So they sat under this rickety wall, and they were eating bread, and they were discussing, they were discussing the future, they were discussing how they were going to go about. And there were Malachim by the wall, and Yerichanon overheard one Malach say to the other, let's knock this wall down. How could it be that they, Yerichanon and Ilfa, they were going to abandon the Christ of Yisamejish and go and invest themselves in temporary life, in Chayi, Sha'a, in fleeting pursuits of money, of Gashmius, when they could be sitting in the Yisamejish, staging and learning more Torah. And they said, for that, the Malachim told each other, one Malach said to the other, let's kill them. And the other Malach said, no, we can't do that. Why? Because one of them is destined for greatness and he's going to eventually achieve greatness and therefore we can't kill him and the Gemara continues that Ravir Yechanan heard all of this he heard the conversation between the Malachim and Ilfa did not hear it Ravir Yechanan asked Ilfa afterwards he said Ilfa did you hear those Malachim did you hear what they were going to say did you hear that they said one of us is going to come great and Ilfa said no I didn't and Ravir Yechanan said since it was I who heard those Malachim talking, it must be that I'm the one whose achievement stands before me. It must be I who's destined for godless, for greatness, for tzidkus. And the Gemara says, Kachava, or Virchanatak went back to Bismajish. And not only did he steig, did he vaxois to become the great Rosh Hashiva that he was, but even in financial endeavors, he became greater than Ilfa as well, even though Ilfa went out to work. And the Hafla says that from this Gemara we see this idea that when there's a baskal, when there's something niggling, when there's something tugging inside, we have to capitalize, we have to grab it and grow. And that's Pshat, why Reuven as well, how Reuven as well, knew to save Yosef Atzadik. Because Rashi tells us that there was a baskal that went out outside when the Shvatim wanted to kill Yosef. And the baskal said, we are going to see whose words are fulfilled. Meaning, although it was the Shvatim that wanted to kill Yosef, the Baskal came and said, whose ultimate Ratzin is going to be carried out, referring to Hashem's Ratzin. And the next Pasuk goes on and says, Vaishma Ruven. Ruven heard that. What did he hear? Asks Zafla. And he answers, it was that Baskal. It was that Baskal saying that there was Ratzin Hashem standing in the way. There was Ratzin Hashem that had to be carried out, that had to be executed. 
Ruvain knew it was incumbent upon him. If he was the one that heard it, Vaishma Ruvain, if he was the one that heard it, it was a message directed towards him and he had to make sure that that was going to happen, that was going to be the ultimate outcome of the scenario. And for that he protested on behalf of Hashem, knowing that this was his Ratzin. And the lesson, of course, that we can draw from here, that we can take out from here, is that although we're not at Hachariv, and likely we're never going to go there, but every single day, that Baskal goes out, and it says, And we feel it all the time. We know, we know friends, family, ourselves. Something's talking to us from deeper, from a deeper source. It's not a text message. It's not a phone call. It's not our friend. It's not a chavuso. It's the Baskal, deep, deep down inside, and it's telling us, Yaakov, Chaim, Leah, Chana, whoever it may be, you can do better, you can do more. Yid, Nishama, you can do more, you can do better. And we have to realize that it's real and realize that it's Hashem sending us a message. And we shouldn't just squash it, step on it, ignore it. When we have that spark of inspiration, we should chap it around, we should use it as a stepping stone to become greater, to become closer to the Bani Shalom and to do his Ratzin, and especially during Hanukkah. Hanukkah is right around the corner, in a couple of days. It's a time where Yavin wanted to take over. It's a time where the Sitcha Achra took over. And we have to go with the Darach of the Chashman Arm, with the Darach of Ruchnis, with the Darach of Torah, and realize that there's one truth, that there's one MS, and realize that when we live that type of life, a life of real happiness, of real truth, when we let the neighbors of Hanukkah help us recalibrate, refocus, and reassess our priorities, we should all grow together, and we should be to talk alight those neighbors in their proper place, in the base of Mikdash, the car of Mamish. Have a wonderful Shabbos.